1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another great episode of the Sick Podcast, Steelers Crazy. As always, I'm Mike Dub Sports One. That's Jay York Football. We have a great guest today talking Steelers, of course, and a little betting preview, maybe, uh, of the big game coming up. First and foremost, before we get into all of this good stuff, Jordan, how are you, man? I thought you saw you uh throwing some shade on Twitter earlier today at Mr. bisky You woke up a little bit angry, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I just decided you kind of inspired me. It's not really shade. It's just, uh, you know, again, I'm sure that Mitch Trubisky is a great guy, but uh, at the quarterback position for what we paid from the productivity that we've seen on the field, unfortunately, uh, it just wasn't there. And I think that we could have used that, you know, money elsewhere. Um, And, you know, like you said, I think this season has just been a complete disaster because you still don't know who your QB1 is. And it's the most important position in football, let alone we could uh, battle all of sports. So need to get it figured out. I know we have a while, but uh, something needs to happen. We need we need some new new faces in here, a veteran, a proven winner.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that with our guest today in just a few moments. If you did watch Mitch Trubisky a lot this past season, you probably could have used some alcohol. I think that's fair to say. So we want to tell you a little bit about Stoney's. This is the best honestly not just in pa but in the world you can't settle for a run-of-the-mill mass-produced beer when you can literally have the best upgrade that beer game raise your standards taste the difference that stoney's beer can deliver jordan then what do you do after you go to stoney's well not in that order but where do you go before stoney's
2: well you pick up the beer and then you get your car done. It's Steel City Wheelhouse. It's where the bar is set. Tires for all cars and trucks can now be purchased online at SteelCityWheelhouse.com. Financing is available. John and John over there, as we always say, they're the best in the business. It's Pittsburgh West Coast Customs, I say. Pimp your ride. Whatever you need, they have it. Number 30, You know, we did the Jalen Warren show. That's where he gets all his custom auto work done. It's where your Pittsburgh Steelers go. It's where you need to be, Steel City Wheelhouse you ride off in style, and it's where the bar is set. It says it on the T-shirt,
1: as always, Mike. Yeah, you got that right, man. And it's an exciting time of year to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Not so much because of, like you said, some of the debacles of last season, but because it's time to improve the team. You got free agency. Obviously, the NFL draft, the Senior Bowl, is in full swing right now. So make sure that you're staying tuned and subscribe to the sick podcast, Steelers Crazy, as we're going to bring you just an awesome spring uh, of NFL – Content. Sadly, there's one more football game left uh, for this season, yeah and it's the biggest of all: is Chiefs 49ers. And if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Everybody out six there, make sure you sports. download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And yes, use that code Six Sports. Once again, just $5 will get you 200 instantly in bonus bets music to my ears. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Once again, use the code SICKSPORTS, and the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text HOPE-NY. That's 467369. In Connecticut, help is also available for problem gambling. Call wow. 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Yes, we take this stuff very seriously. We need you to please play, play responsibly. And on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets do expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash football for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming Resources. Who's still with us, ready to talk some football? Are you? Hey, we have a very good guest
2: on that could possibly help you put some money in your pocket this Super Bowl season. So, Sammy, what do you say we get to it? Turn up your volume, up your volume.
1: because you're about to listen to the, the Sick, Sick Podcast. 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 Stealers crazy. bound for that thanks to number 43
2: the sickest pittsburgh steelers
1: podcast
2: sports entertainment like no other it's gonna be sick
1: Yeah, we're going to get to some potential Super Bowl betting tips with this next guest, but you'll have to wait to the end of the show. Stick around with us uh, for the full thing, and we'll hopefully put some money in your pockets. This guy works in research and development in betting over at Pro Football Focus. He'll tell you a little bit about Sportfolio Kings as well. We're excited to have him on today He's none other than Judah Fortgang. Judah, what's up? Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me on.
2: Thanks for your time. So we'll kind of just jump right into it because we were doing a podcast earlier this week and this came in. Uh, obviously, Steelers hired new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. Production from the QB position, what is your charting You know, over what you've seen tell you about you know where the Steelers are at?
0: Yeah, I think if you kind of look at the Steelers organizationally and kind of as you guys talked about, their the quarterback kind of lacking mm-hmm. and having a definitive number one option, I think yeah. kind of plays into the Arthur Smith role of like trying to minimize the quarterback in as much as possible and build an offense around that. Obviously he's had varying degrees of success there. I think in Tennessee, like we forget that like Ryan Tannehill was traded away for nothing was a backup uh, kind of came out there and had a career resurgence. And I think that's kind of the success side of things and, and the possible okay. right there of what could go right. And then obviously things in Atlanta have not been particularly good. Uh, I think that's also relative to expectation, right? We shouldn't forget that Smith, you know, took over a team that was projected to win somewhere around four games uh, and kind of elevated a floor of seven wins. Now, is that good enough in the NFL? No, uh, but yeah. I don't think it's kind of this like slam dunk. Oh, he's a terrible offensive coordinator. There's certainly a, a kind of distribution where he falls. And I think it really certainly plays into the sealer strengths, uh, running the football and, and kind of, being able to still create an offense without a uh, even above average quarterback.
2: Yeah. And I think like him being a head coach, some people are just meant to be an offensive coordinator. And I think that he can be a successful offensive coordinator. He has been in the past. Um, You see, you know, with Najee and Jalen, you know, that's really going to go be big in the next season and open up the passing game. Well, that leads me into my next question. Kind of talk about, you can't possibly go into training camp, Um, with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett going to battle. Um, Just realistically speaking, you see the quarterbacks in the AFC. Just kind of talk about where you stand. Do you draft a guy? Do you bring in a veteran? Uh, Or do you stick with that?
0: Yeah, I think you do both. Uh, I think you want to try and take, especially considering where the Steelers are drafting, you're probably not going to be able to access kind of that top level of quarterback play. But I think taking a long shot, maybe a guy like Michael Penix, uh, whomever that kind of might be. I'm not a draft guy. i I don't know who that quarterback would be, but trying to take some uh, long tail or even a couple of guys to try and capture uh, this happens all the time, right? Of, of some of the best quarterbacks in the league were were not guys that were drafted, you know, top one or even top five uh, and just kind of trying to take a shot there and also trying to raise the floor uh, by taking what's effectively a better version of uh, Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett. I think at this point, Pickett hasn't played too much, but, he's very, very unlikely to be an above-average quarterback. But I think the base of a guy like, say, Jameis Winston, uh, especially when you look at the strengths of Winston uh, with what the Steelers already have, I think Deontay Johnson and George Pickens are probably at their best downfield. uh, And you can kind of maximize your strengths and run a a real run-and-gun type offense where you can have a base rate of success with a really strong running game and try and kind of capture what the Browns did a lot with Joe Flacco of being able to win downfield also. And you can actually probably come... And have a, a decent offense there. I think that wins you in in both elevating the floor of your team uh, and also trying to capture ceiling with a rookie who who knows they're, they're really a bunch of wild cards. But is is more un, it is more known uh, at least that you have more ceiling than than sticking with a guy like like Pickett or Rudolph or Trubisky or whatever it might be.
2: What about like a Justin Fields or like a Kirk Cousins? Is that I know that the Kirk Cousins thing that I think like money wise, I realistically it would be a pipe dream.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's an. I I kind of don't see it as realistic. Yeah. I'm really shocked if Minnesota uh, let him walk. to, to Yeah. Uh, I think Fields is is certainly an interesting case. Uh, again, I don't know what the acquisition cost is there, but I'm not sure it's worth acquiring Fields uh, as it would be trying to get a rookie. I think you can probably design an interesting offense uh, around him, but I'm not so sure that ceiling really still exists.
1: Mike. We're hanging out with Judah Gang here on the Sick Podcast Steelers. Crazy. All right, Judah, I know anytime you associate PFF with the Pittsburgh Steelers, something comes up, TJ Watt this, TJ Watt that, and I have made it a point to, to not get to that as much in recent episodes and kind of twist it on its head and talk a little bit more about some guys that are ranked in a more bright fashion by pro football focus, if you will. And I think Joey Porter Jr. was one of them. Tell me about what you charted, what you saw from him this past season. How good was he for the Pittsburgh Steelers?
0: Yeah, so something I've been keeping track of, which is not available yet uh, on the PFF kind of public platform,
1: is your ability to
0: prevent separation. Uh, Our coverage grades that are now on the site are mostly what's happening on ball or on targets. Where Porter was pretty good, uh, he ranked above average there. But if you look at his ability to prevent separation. And this is something that I post on on Twitter. He was elite. Uh, He was about like 80 to 85th percentile in his ability to prevent separation, which is really good. Uh, In general, it's it's especially elite for a rookie. Uh, And I think that's a real sign, uh, a promising sign that he can kind of be a a shutdown number one corner. If you look at his ability to do so also against some of the top receivers in the league, Oftentimes, your ability to prevent separation can just be a function of like playing a bunch of uh, receivers who struggle to get open. That was not true with Porter. He excelled even with the competition uh, and and certainly is, a, I think, a core building block for, for Porter. Uh, and he, he really was dominant in that area of the game.
1: What about the rest of the Steelers secondary, guys like Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace? Is that a position that needs to be revamped? I think it's
0: a position that needs to be ramped. Levi Wells really struggled uh, in this particular metric. Uh, he's also targeted a bunch uh, around 25% of the time and was really struggling uh, in doing so. I think the Steelers kind of schemed away a bunch of kind of this weakness by playing a bunch of zone coverage uh, in ways that kind of uh, limit the effect of your quarterback, so to speak, cornerback, so to speak. So if you're playing in man coverage, it's obviously going to kind of reflect how, how good your cornerback is uh, and Peterson and, and, uh, Wallace really struggled in man coverage, both were, I think, uh, almost 20%, Peterson was like 40%, uh, but they kind of played a lot of zone to kind of push things towards the middle and they were about average, but also, these guys are not young, uh, right, these are veterans in the league, and I think you have a, a building block in, in Porter, uh, but there's certainly some work to do, I think, outside of that, in just adding a bunch of younger guys, uh, and it wasn't as if, you know, Peterson and Wallace were so dominant that even though they're, they're getting up there in age, you'd you want know, to retain them for another year or two.
1: We had, uh, I can't remember who it was last week that told us ESPN Analytics had Deontay and Pickens rated ahead of Tyreek Hill last year. And then we've seen, you know, other metrics that say Pickens, uh, you know, lack of ability to separate should have him in the bottom half of receivers in the NFL. Where do you stand on on those guys?
0: Yeah, so, so Deontay Johnson certainly had an awesome year last year separating. Uh, he took a little bit of a step back, but was still well above average, uh, not as dominant kind of at the catch point or after the catch. Pickens had in in past years struggled to uh, create separation. That was not true this year, uh, where he was also well above average and was particularly dominant after the catch. Uh, of course, that we, we saw that a lot late in the season. Uh, I think these are two blue chip wide receivers, uh, really really dominant. I think a lot of kind of the schematic factors. Uh, did not enable them to play to their maximal strengths. I think Arthur Smith's going to do a better job getting production out of them, Uh, having more of a diverse route tree. That's not just like sticking to to the sidelines. Uh, I think we can even see those guys continue to get better uh, as we certainly saw from Pickens this year. Uh, These are two really, really great receivers in the NFL
1: right now. What's your rebuttal though, when, you know, those would say, okay, but what the heck happened to Kyle Pitts and what happened to Bijan Robinson under Arthur Smith? Why weren't, these guys, uh, you know, breakout does studs. Or, or maybe in Pittsburgh, we're just not as uh, exposed to how good they actually were.
0: Yeah, I think it's like a funny thing when you think of the base rate. It's almost like the expectation for Kyle Pitts was so high precisely because he set the rookie receiving record as a, yeah, uh, yeah. After a tight end. Like that kind of sets the frame. It is true. And I think the fantasy football aspect of this is a little like influential. And it's a little mind boggling that... Uh, you know, Tyler Algier was getting a bunch of run over Bijan Robinson, but the production was still really good, and this was still an yeah. offense quarterback by Desmond Ritter. Like on the flip side, kind of what we were saying earlier, like you can go back to Corey Davis being an exceptionally productive receiver. What happens to Corey Davis after Arthur Smith left? Uh, you got Jets.
1: That's what happens you got, when everybody yeah. goes to the Jets. Or even Money on. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: that that I think uh, it's kind of a mixed bag, uh, and there are a lot of confounding factors, and I don't think it's simply just oh, Arthur Smith uh, doesn't play his guys or isn't getting the production. That's not really true. It doesn't really yeah. get up to reality.
2: Fair enough. What are the biggest offseason needs? Obviously, we all agree that, you know, they need to figure out the quarterback situation. But aside from that, what, what would you say? Uh, may, maybe possibly the secondary. I mean, I think that's a, a given because, you know, those guys are all getting up there in age. Yeah, we talked think, about
1: that. What about some other, other positions? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously it's
0: going to be by far the most important thing, but I think as yeah. a unit, more important than anything else with the offensive line. Uh, this was really a unit that struggled, and also precisely because they were kind of weak, they had to design an offense that had more quick game involved, and especially when you look at who their wide receivers are, you'd rather – Right. As we continually talk about uh, Johnson and Pickens, you want them to yeah. have time to be able to create separation downfield, which they're really good at. And that's not something that most teams have, especially don't have two guys, which can really kind of mess with the, with the defense's game planings and how they uh, kind of deploy their safeties. I think uh, none of the offensive linemen for, for the Steelers breed out particularly well. I think shoring up that unit can certainly make your quarterback's life easier, but also kind of compounds with the fact uh, and how the Steelers are set up where they're at their best, which is with their wide receivers, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I have to agree, Mike.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to end this show. Talk a little bit about sports betting because I know obviously that's something that you play in that field for sure. Some others uh, uh, do as well. Me, not so successfully recently. I think Jordan had a pretty pretty good year overall around the Super Bowl. I I,
2: yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm not nothing.
1: so i want to throw a few super bowl props at you is is that okay and i know it's a little yes. early i want to give everybody the caveat of like you have another week and a half essentially to dissect yeah. these so things are fluid and they could change and i don't want anybody to see this and be like judith told me this and and you know i yeah. lost all my money xyz without further ado though i want to i'm going to throw some at you and see some early thoughts okay because we all love super bowl props over here um all right, let me start with Travis Kelsey receptions over under six and a half.
0: I think I'd, I'd take the over here. Uh, it is the the San Francisco 49ers are generally a team that's been very, very good uh, against tight ends. Uh, but I don't think that, that Kelsey kind of plays your typical role of tight end. He's, he's much more of a slot receiver, and he is clearly the number one guy. I expect that the uh, Chiefs to pass a whole bunch and I think kind of built into a bunch of this pricing is that the Niners are relatively easy to run against uh, Mahomes and, and the Chiefs when the, when the playoff comes the script is pretty simple uh, you're going to let Patrick Mahomes do his thing he's going to look for Kelsey he's going to extend plays and when he does extend plays uh, it is he's almost always looking for Kelsey whose kind of best skill is being able to find that soft spot in the zone at the end of the day this is kind of pricing in Kelsey's full production he hasn't been that player Uh, the past couple of weeks. He's been much better. I expect that to continue in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if... Your deep dive analytics factor in for T Swift being in the press box or being in a suite as well, but I feel like the, the numbers have been way up uh, ever good. since that has started happening on a consistent. That's the number one feature dirt. in all
0: the models, of course. There will probably it's, be a, a
2: Taylor Swift prop bet thrown in there. something. like, is she oh, going to make it, gonna it gonna from be. her show from Japan? <laughs> Always go to. Hey, it she'll, doesn't. It is what mad. it is. It's not my thing, but it doesn't make me mad. So hey, it's good. It's good getting new eyes on the NFL.
1: She will absolutely be there. All right, um Christian McCaffrey. This this smells like a trap to me maybe. Over 90 and a half rushing yards.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under here.
1: I uh, knew it. I knew uh, it. Yeah. It
0: smells like a trap. Uh, first off,
1: that's all that's a big number
0: for for any running back. Uh, the Chiefs are easy to run against, but you're not keeping up with Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs by by trying to run. You've got to kind of run the offense as they have all season with the Niners and that's kind of relying on their passing game. Uh that's uh, I think a sneaky part of it. Uh, not to mention that just like Christian McCaffrey's banged up, he's not necessarily going to, to get all of the work. Uh, I, mean, I think you I think can see a 90-10 split, but on the margins, this matters when you have 90 and a half yards. But ultimately what this comes down to is I think the Niners are going to pass more. Uh, and even if the Chiefs mm-hmm. run defense is bad, there's just not going to be enough volume to get to 90 and a half.
1: I think we're going to see a lot of over bets sneaking yeah. in on that one. So uh, buyer beware. I'll throw that out there now. Um, okay, on the other side of the ball, a pass game, obviously, that was much in line throughout the season as the Chiefs. Kelsey came on late, but so, so did this guy. Rasheed Rice, of course, has been absolutely fantastic. Over under 67 and a half yards.
0: Ooh, that's a I think that's a no bet for me. Uh, it's it's an interesting spot in that uh, he certainly kind of emerged as that clear number one receiver, but I think a lot of this work does go to, uh, does go to Kelsey. The Niners have been pretty decent against. Uh, guys in the slot. He also relies a lot on yards after the catch, uh, which the Niners are, are well suited to defend. Uh I, I, I don't have a strong take on
1: either side here. I appreciate you saying that. I do. You know, listen, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, all of our betters out there, any better needs to you don't
2: Todd too. It's too early. You,
1: Things you change right? every you don't need to take every prop. And I'm talking to myself right now, short. Yeah. You don't need to take every prop. You don't need to he's, take every he's prop He's the one to, you, they calls that calls one eight hundred Gambler. No, <laughs> it's it's too too soon, too serious. But I, uh, listen, if I'm not on the ex- next episode next week, you uh, uh, you, you probably know you're that, in the doghouse. Uh, created some some debt, but I'm not going to be because he's giving me some winners. All right, some fun uh, long shots here. Uh, first touchdown score, just throwing at me. Who knows where would you I'm go if you had to? MVS. Uh, Whoa! Yeah. Plus
0: like thirty thousand million something something like that uh i think he he is the preferred deep threat right now It was a role that justin watson had for most of the season uh and i i don't necessarily think he's going to get a bunch of red zone targets but i would not at all be surprised for uh, the Chiefs to dial up a deep one to, to mvs and if he catches it breaks a tackle or whatever i can see him uh, getting in early i like that considering the the odds here
1: yeah the next one i mean your answer might fall in line with it i was gonna ask sneaky anytime touchdown score so I'll be the same.
0: Yeah, if you want to sneak, sneaky
1: one. Is,
0: this is less analytically based, but give me a Noah Gray.
1: I knew. I almost just said it before you yeah. said that.
0: Yeah, I just Andy Reid's got these weird red zone designs. You know, no one thinks the ball's going to Noah Gray in the red zone, and he just seems to pop up in in these big spots. Uh, this is not me talking as the numbers guy. This is me talking as the as the football watcher. It's like the Lions just like trying to get Taylor Decker the ball or trying to get Pinay Sewell the ball. Uh, these like yeah. creative offensive designers trying to get exotic guys in there. I think that's Noah Gray on the Chiefs.
1: All right. Who wins the game? Or you don't have a pick yet? No, no need to I think it's the Niners. I
2: think it's the Niners. Okay. You're, yeah, that, I'm exactly like that. I've been saying – but the thing is, is like I, I'm always going to know and learn to not bet against Patrick Mahomes because every, I told everyone, they're like, oh, this is the Lamarge. I'm like, listen. They're going to click at the right time, just like you said with the Travis Kelsey thing. I think he's going to have a big game. It could go either way, but I I do think if this is the year that they're going to do it, I think that the 49ers are going to do it, so I have to agree. I did have one more question, and then we want to ask you, you know, tell us where everyone can find your work and what you got coming up in the future. Um, What would you consider, you know – the Steelers next year in the AFC where I know that it's so early, but like, if you kind of just had to give like a ballpark, where could you see them uh, back in the playoffs or on the outside looking in?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of gauge this without knowing their you got
1: yeah. Great team draft. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I will say, I, I think this is a team on the outside looking in. Uh, yeah. if, if I were a Steelers fan, I would almost want this year to be, uh, we're really, really bad. Can kind of turn yeah. the page, draft a quarterback, and move to, to the next step. Because this is a purgatory. I don't think it's. it's easy. We've
1: been wanting that, that for five years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, well, okay, three and a half post Ben, yeah. so ish. But well, totally understand. I
2: mean, even Ben at the end was some. Uh, it was better than some of the quarterback play of recent. That's what crazy. Like I, I'm it like Ben sitting on the couch. I mean, he was just a little bit not as mobile. I mean, he was still making the throws for the most part. But man. Yeah. It's it's tough, yeah. It's been tough, but uh, as always, we appreciate your time. But just tell you know our viewers uh, where they can find your work and uh, things that you have coming up.
0: Yeah, the the easiest place would be on on Twitter or X at at throw the damn ball. Damn spelled D-A-M on I love Twitter. that. Could, could not get the domain name
2: with, uh, with the N. I was
0: late. <laughs> Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, and then yeah. I also have a, a sub stack by the same name. I use that to kind of post and aggregate all of the content from, from PFF from Sportfolio Kings from wherever I write. Uh, hopefully this off season we'll be able to, to continue doing a, a deep dive into a quarterback play. Uh, this is something I started last season of kind of looking at different traits that make certain quarterbacks successful and how that pairs with other areas of the game. So hopefully have that research uh, done. And then, and then that's anything and everything betting will, will also be, on the Twitter, on the sub stack, uh, at throw the damn ball. Damn spelled the D-A-M.
2: So I shouldn't run after this episode and go put that the Steelers are going to sh- for sure make the playoffs next year. I don't even know what the odds are. All yeah, right? who knows?
0: Who knows? Don't I mean, if you, want, if you want a good sweat, maybe.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm going to so. stay away then. <laughs> hey, man, as always, appreciate your time, love your work. Uh, we'll have to do it again. Mike?
1: Thanks, Judah. Appreciate
0: yeah. it. John, thank you, guys. Uh, take care. Take care.
1: Yeah. You want me to go over the, the reads again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice time having him on. I You can see my face light up a little bit anytime we have somebody who is uh, familiar with the betting game. And I'm yeah. not, listen, I'm not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Too prideful to tell everybody that it, it was a rough patch for me throughout yeah. this playoffs. I had...
2: You're still standing. That's what you live to see another day. I'm proud of you.
1: I had the Chiefs. Losing to the Dolphins the first round. and then I had the Ravens beating the Chiefs. You were gone. Uh, so my crazy. my AFC side wasn't good, and then uh, but on the NFC side, I picked San Francisco. There is tape before you didn't the season touch the Steeler winning. game, did you? No, there's, right. there's tape on this podcast of me before the season predicting the 49ers to go all the way and win the Super Bowl. I have kept with it all season, stuck with it all season long, not anymore. I will not bet against Patrick Mahomes again. Uh, uh, I won't give a final prediction yet, but I guess that's pretty damn close as we uh, get into Super Bowl week next week.
2: Yeah, as always, another great episode. I just love chopping it up with these guys who just, you know, live and breathe football, um, just good content, and another great show. Uh, make sure you subscribe. You know you see us on YouTube, but wherever where you get your podcasts, shout out to our partners over at DraftKings, Still City Wheelhouse, Stoney's, Shout out to Yin's Clothing. You see it with two Zs on the hat there. Thank Um, you, guys. The Sick Podcast, Steeler Crazy. Uh, We'll see you next week for another round of shows. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast, Steeler's Crazy on YouTube,
1: Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.